Welcome to this, the latest episode of the As Told by Reese podcast. I am your host, Reese. You're here with me once again. I don't know why you keep coming back, but I'm just glad that you do. And today we have some very interesting things to talk about. We have some updates. We're gonna wax poetical about some things. And we're just we're gonna have a we're gonna have a groovy time, baby. Well actually, I don't know how groovy the time's gonna be. Got a little energy right now. Got a clear space and got some time. Got some time. Didn't wanna let too much time pass between the last episode and this episode because there's some things I'm gonna follow up with from the last episode on this episode. So I'm very, 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 it's a part two. It's not really a part two because I'm gonna talk about a lot of different things, but it's gonna be a brief part two. Like, ah, we got it. We're gonna get in there and do these things. And more importantly though, enough about me. I wanna know how you've been. How's everything? Did you get that new haircut? Did you do that job change? Did you make that life altering decision you were thinking about? I'd really like to know. And in order for me to know that, you can always email me at nameofthispodcast at gmail.com. Still waiting for the first email. Still waiting for that email number one. That email number one. And I will read it out loud on this podcast. So somebody, anybody, be email number one. You got it. You got it. And again, you can always leave reviews on anywhere. My This thing plays everywhere. Well, it's available everywhere. It plays barely in a couple places because nobody knows about me yet. Well, a few of you know about me. And for now, that's all I need. So before we start the show, just remember, clear eyes, full heart, can't lose. Now, let's get the show started. Merriam-Webster defines instinct as a natural or inherent aptitude, impulse, or capacity, a largely inheritable and unalterable tendency of an organism to make a complex and specific response to environmental stimuli without involving reason or behavior that is mediated by reactions below the conscious level. First of all, let me apologize for using definitions. Starting off the podcast with definitions, it's like, yeah, hey, guess what? Make sure as many people turn this off as possible without giving it a listen. But, hey, you know I'm going to give it to you. And why? Because Reese is going to give it to you. But why is Reese giving it to you? Because here's the deal. I've always prided myself on being a pretty instinctual person. Someone that has honed their instincts over time um, through some innate ability, some like just feeling. It's that feeling you get. And learn experiences and everything. So I feel that my instincts, and I've had this conversation with friends before, my instincts don't let me down. And not because I trust some internal thing. It's I trust data. I trust the data I've collected and reviewed. I trust my experience. I trust the experience of those around me, anecdotal as it may be. Uh, I trust patterns. I trust human nature, so my instincts come from a lot of places. And usually, I could say, so far, my instincts usually prove to be somewhat correct. Here's how I know, right? I've had several jobs, several, several jobs over my lifetime right now. And uh, some of them I've quit, 
Some of them I've been fired from. Some of them I've been laid off from. Some of them I got while the getting was good. For a lot of reasons. And for the most part, I always knew when it was coming. Whether when I was fired or laid off, I always knew it was coming. There were certain tells, certain things. Or I always knew when my time at a place had been up already. I'll take that even a step further because... I feel that the instincts that I've had have served me well in a lot of my interpersonal relationships, um, professional, um, personal, otherwise, all the above. I think my instincts, hey, hmm, is this, is this the right crowd? Is this the right reaction? This, that, and the other. It, it served me well. The reason why I say this is sometimes, sometimes, my instincts are not in, al- in alignment with each other. They're actually in, in, in quite a constant battle because I'm human. I say one time when that happened was back when I was in college and I had a choice to make. I study business or I do something creative. And, well, you know how that turned out if you listen to any of my podcast episodes. At some point, eventually... Oh, I lament about how I didn't choose the creative side and I've been suffering because I chose the business side. So that was a place where uh, I can look back at it and say, you know what? My instincts were probably wrong here, but they weren't because my instincts, and this is why I say this, my instincts were telling me, hey, chase something creative. And then everything in me killed that process and said, I'm going to be Mr. Businessman. This is important. This part is important. If you haven't listened to anything else during that podcast, this part is important. Because that was a pivotal pivotal moment in my life where I decided, hey, I know what I want to do. Or I have an idea of what I want to do. And I have an idea of what I should do. And instead of doing what I want to do, I'm going to do the thing I should do. Because that's going to lead to the life that... I think I'm supposed to lead. (sighs) Well, sometimes you pick the wrong relationship. You pick the wrong opportunity. You pick a lot of wrongs. You pick the wrong tie place. End up getting sick. There's a lot of times where the instincts will fail you. But there's also a lot of times where your instincts will be right on point. Like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't go down that way. That looks a little bit dangerous. Uh, maybe I shouldn't mess with this person. They, they seem like a bad idea. Sometimes you say, hey, this person seems like a bad idea. I'm still going to mess with them anyway. So instincts, as scientific as we would like to make it, can still be a coin toss, a hit and miss thing, etc. We just know animals have survived. The, 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 all the species of the earth, most of the species on the earth have survived because of their instincts. Some species have survived despite their instincts. Sometimes I think that's human beings. I think sometimes we have survived despite our instincts. So I say, I'd say, I painted, hopefully I painted a good enough picture for you. And recently, you know, I've had a job. It's like a temp slash permanent job. I've had it for several months now. But if you remember from the last episode, I told you about some troubling things at the job. Here's, here's the thing, right? With each and every job, I knew when a layoff was coming, I knew when a firing was coming. 
I knew when it was time to go, as I said earlier. And I feel that at this job. I feel that at this job because of what has happened so far. Out of all the people that were hired, when I was hired, hired part of, I was part of, we were part of the same group, only a few of us remain. Less than half, legitimately a third of us remain. Um, and we're coming up on six months. We're coming up on six months at this temp to perm job. So at some point, as a contractor, you can work with a job for a long time. As a temp employee, mm, not necessarily. I would feel a lot more stable if this was a contractor job, but it's not. It's a temp job and the temp agency has a contract with these people, but the temp agency, mm, not the greatest. So I feel, and here's, here's, here's the result. And from talking, the remainder of us that are doing this job from the temp agency, there's a finite amount of time for us to be with this job. This is going to be like the Highlander. In the end, there can be only one. Because this job for the full-timers that actually do the job is so cushy, yeah, it's a bit boring, but with the benefits, with the bonuses, with the abundance of overtime, it's a really cushy job once you get that. Attempts, we don't get any of those benefits. We don't get any of those bonuses. We definitely, sure as heck, don't get that overtime. So, to me, the writing's on the wall. When you see a few people chopped for performance after a couple months, then a few more people chopped for performance after a couple of months, they only hired us because they had a surplus of work. At some point, that surplus of work is going to find an equilibrium. And since I already gave you one definition for the day, I'm not going to give you two. So basically, hey, at some point, that high is going to have a low or it's going to balance out. It's essentially going to balance out. At some point, it's going to return to standard or maybe even get below standard, but it's not going to stay up forever. And because it's not going to stay up forever, what's going to happen? Oh, well, <laughs> the rest of us will probably be sent packing. That's right. The rest of us will probably be out of a job. Save one, maybe two people. Here's the thing. All the dead weight, all the not so great employees, temps, they've already been divested. They've already been chopped off from the company. So it's only the best of the best of the remaining that are remaining. It's the Hunger Games. And I know this because, here's the other small little caveat, the supervisor for the company I worked for said, said some things like, hey, we see you work. We want, you know, we want to really consider you when a position becomes available. But I'm sorry, it's four of us. When a position becomes available, you need to do a little better than that. Sorry, I had to move and adjust for screaming kids. Yes, screaming kids outside of where I'm recording. But you can't help that because kids are kids. It's the weekend. Let them have their fun. But essentially, they already dangled the carrot in front of us. The carrot has already been dangled. And all it's cause is for us remaining a lot of stress. Why? Because we're under the gun. We're trying to work as hard and as impressive as we can just to show, hey, 
This is why you should choose me. This is why I should be the last person standing because I'm the most outstanding. I do the most files. I work the most hours without pay. Like it's creating something that is untenable in the long run and will lead to burnout. And honestly, there's no guarantee really that any of us get the spot. That's the cold word of the whole situation. There's no guarantee that any of us get the spot because they have people who have already been entrenched there and they have temps. They have temps that you get temps so you can use them and get rid of them whenever you want. We understand. We're mercenaries. But well, not mercenaries, but we're 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 not permanent hires. They're not permanently hiring the rest of us. They're not doing that. So we're just working and working and working until our our time is up. We're working until eventually we that get that call or that email or that really awkward Skype message. And then hey, we're sending the equipment back. Thanks for playing. Bye now. Here's my advantage. Because I've been in a situation where I've been laid off, because I've been the new person before, because of all of my experiences and what I know and how I can know how these things work and how corporate America works, blah, blah, blah. The writing is clearly on the wall to me. The writing that I can't be with this company, but for so long. I should not be with this company past a couple more months because they are just using us for the busy season. That's what this is. They're just using us for the busy season, which is fine, which is fine. It's not what they told us when we signed up for it, but you're not guaranteed anything. And because you're not guaranteed anything, I'm keeping my eyes open, but also my options. So knowing this, I'm at that crossroads now. Here's why I'm at this crossroads, right? Here's exactly why. Because I know I can't stay at this job. I need a new job or I need to pursue other things. I've earned a bit of money and I've saved a bit of money uh, from the earning besides what I have to pay to to keep up to you know pay the bills and other things like that. I'm socking away some money. And for a while, I've been saving money and saving money to on whatever I don't have to pay, like the bills. I've been just saving the money, trying to really make sure my pennies are pinched in case I, I get the note. Because it won't be a ramp up. It's been a same day thing when they let everyone go. It's not, hey, we're going to let you go in a couple of weeks, blah, blah, blah. No, it's, hey, we're going to let you go. Good luck with that. And you never hear from these people again. So I've been saving. Now, I know right now I do have a degree, but I don't have anything else besides that degree and the experience that I have. And with such a saturated candidate pool and such a wishy-washy job market, there's no way I can stand out. In my opinion, there's no way my resume can stand out above others because there's a lot of things. Like, I didn't go, don't have a graduate degree yet, X, Y, and Z. So I said to myself, self, I'm going to get this really, really impressive looking accreditation. So you're going to get some letters after your name. So you can apply for jobs 
so you can further entrench yourself in corporate America. And then I paid for it. I paid for it. I paid for a somewhat expensive thing so I can get letters and say, hey, I have this thing now. Me having this designation doesn't necessarily mean I can do this thing that I'm designated for, but it does mean that if you hire me, you got to pay me more for it. The only problem is, after paying it, I had an epiphany. I had an epiphany after paying it. I said, whoa, whoa, I can't believe that. I really misunderstood the assignment. And by misunderstood the assignment, I mean I botched it. Here's the thing. That money that I took to spend on this thing, I probably took that money and invested it into the thing I'm least interested in. And by least interested in, I mean I could not be less interested in this thing that I just invested in. I could have invested that to get my book self-published. I could have invested that to get more music published. Like There's things I could have done with this money instead of spending an accreditation that's just going to put me further into the industry, into the business world, into the things that I don't want to be in. I did it. And after I did it, I said, you idiot. How could you have done this? How could you have done this thing that you said you were not going to do? And it hit me. Oh, this is college all over again. There was a fork in the road here. And I chose the one that I thought was going to guarantee me a better future. Which didn't turn out to be true. And probably won't turn out to be true now. And I was like, ah... Am I still misunderstanding the assignment? But then it's like beyond instinct, certain things happen to you. So certain things you listen to. And I listened to this one really poignant um, audio book. I was on one of my fantastic runs, fantastic long runs that I do now. And it was a guy who was talking about how miserable his life was and et cetera, et cetera. And how things were really up in the air. And... Eventually, he had a choice to make. Does he keep his high-powered corporate job, or does he follow his true passion? And eventually, he follows true passion. He follows true passion. Here's the thing about it. Didn't work right away at all. In fact, it was a big-time failure early on. But eventually, with perseverance, a lot of luck, a few breaks, etc., etc., it happened for him. And... I don't know, listening to that book really put things into perspective for me because the struggle he talked about, the financial, the physical, and the mental toll it took for the struggle that happened, that resonated with me so well because I remember when I first tried out there and said, I'm going to be creative, this is how I'm going to live my life from now on, it was such, it felt great, but Financially, it was such a drain. Financially, it's a drain that happened to me that I never quite recovered from. Even all these years later, I'm still making up for it. But here's the thing. This job is really easy, but very hard to do. It's gotten so tedious. It's gotten so boring that I'm just, I'm so drained of everything. Now, thankfully, I've started to defeat some of my worst, my, my, 
not as good habits. So even if when I'm exhausted right after work, quote unquote, I still find time to do things or find the energy to do things, but not many things. I've got like maybe one thing I can do before I conk out. But that's it. That that money, that effort, that energy. And now I'm I'm in class a couple nights a week, a couple hours of the night every week. And it's like, wow, you could have invested this in another writing course or a creative course or more lessons. You could have invested this money in a better guitar. You could have invested this money so many other places. And yet you invested it in the one place you don't actually want to be. I misunderstood the assignment. My instincts told me all along to go one way. And I'm forcing myself to go another way, a way that I am pretty sure isn't going to work because the heart wants what it wants, baby. (laughs) So I'm pretty sure what I'm doing, I'm not going to say it's useless. I'm going to say it's very counterintuitive. And that's what I'm mad about myself, mad at myself about, because I'm I like being an intuitive person especially myself like I, I i like being honest with myself but i completely lied to myself and kind of didn't wake up out of the trance until it was after the, the ink dried on the check that i wrote so now that i did it i'm going to see it through because i paid for it but i need to at least invest in myself enough on the opposite side of this so but the very next check I'm going to put out, and I know I'm, I'm nervous. I'm like, oh, but that check, do I really, I, this is why I'm mad at myself. Because I didn't even hesitate to spend that money on this thing. I'm hesitating to spend that same amount of money on something that I actually want. Hesitating. Hesitating. It's like, but wait a second. You just spent it. You just did it. Why can't you do it again? but for something that actually makes sense for you. Now, I can think of a few reasons why, and I'm sure you can too. Here's the assignment for both of us. Neither one of us are going to get bogged down into the why. We're just going to get involved in how we fix it. And how we fix it is this very next pay, I'm going to go ahead and spend it on what I deem important enough to spend it on, which is myself in a different area. Because ultimately, that's where I'm trying to go. So yeah, that's the story of how I decided to go to summer school for a subject that I did not want to go for and will not be of use to me in the best possible future. Go figure. Speaking of figuring, I figure I spend way too much time scrolling through TikTok. Now, at first, I could justify that because I was making videos on TikTok. I've since folded that in on itself. I've folded that completely. I've shut that down. I'm not making any more videos. Not because I don't enjoy making videos. I do love making videos, even though I haven't made them in a while. And I'll tell you why. Um, But with TikTok, that very dangerous thing of I can become famous but not rich and not move my creative career forward is a very real thing on TikTok. 
That is a very old thing that can happen. You can amass a lot of followers. You can pump out a lot of content. And it can still get you nowhere. Not only that, because there's no, there's no like copyright protections, someone can take your whole concept. They can take your visuals. They can take everything you did in that video. And I wouldn't even call it repackage it as theirs because they just replace you with them and keep everything the same. And guess what? <laughs> They'll get viral off of it and you won't. Or something you say goes viral and you don't. Or a video of yours goes viral and you don't. Guess what? Before, when I had that one video that over half, well, it ended up being over half a million people saw it. Years ago, if half a million people saw your video, then you were on your way to something. Nowadays, if, if, if a half a million people saw your video, so what? <laughs> half a million people saw my video, and I didn't even do anything. That's what it's become, and so that is why I'm, I'm worried about the future of creators, visual media creators, because we finally entered a place where everybody believes that they're that kind of talented, where everybody's saying, look at me. The only problem is everybody can't be on stage for everybody else. There's going to have to be some people in the audience permanently. And I don't mean like everyone shouldn't follow their dreams. It's just everyone's doing this. And when it's overly saturated, the content kind of becomes the same. The people start looking alike. It all blends in. And that's what TikTok is. It's a very much, it's, it's an echo chamber in and of itself. It's very much Kate and duplicate, Pete and repeat. And it's scary to me. Because I have some ideas that I'm like, though these are golden ideas, but I couldn't imagine me putting hours and hours and hours of work into an idea just for somebody else to take it. And that's what's happening. Creators creating dances and other people getting famous off of it, people making funny skits, and other people legitimately just inserting themselves where the other person was. And then they blow up and they get million dollar opportunities to the instead of the people that made that instead of the creators, the originators of the content. And that is what this is becoming. And even if you get famous, you don't necessarily get rich off of that. And for me, I do not understand the idea of fame without riches as far as getting rich goes. If that is your goal, if your goal, and a lot of them, like they, they at least want to get paid for their work. They want to be able to quit whatever nine to five they have and get paid for their work. But it's just so bogged down that everyone starts, like I said, looking the same. It's all very homogenous. So that's why I don't post on TikTok anymore. I just, I personally don't see the benefit in it. Now, I still do watch it because. It's a very interesting app. There's some very attractive people on there. Um, there's still some very funny people on there. And every now and again, I get a nugget of truth. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I never knew that. But it happens less and less and less because everyone's saying the same thing.
my YouTube channel was has been my baby. That was my initial outlet for my creativity. Um, it's it's been the one thing I've been the most consistent on through the years, even though it's wax and waned sometimes. But I've I've honestly run out of ideas for it, and I had to really face myself on that. I ran out of the ideas that I could execute at this level on that channel. I've done everything I've wanted to do as far as what most of my videos are. My videos are food review for the most part. It didn't start out as a food review channel, but I did one. It was like, oh, I think this might be your lane. And it started out as that, or it became that. And But after hundreds and hundreds of videos like that, I have nothing more to say or do about a piece of food. Hey, this is good. Hey, this is bad. Insert funny quip here, etc. It just became so very also ran to me. And for a moment there I was like, you know what? Nope, step back. Get reinvigorated. Maybe try some different things, etc. But when I tried different things, it took up so much of my time now that I have a full time straight up nine to five grind that I just I couldn't get it done. I couldn't get them done and I don't have the same desire to get them done that I did. Funny thing is, I never planned to be in front of a camera anyway. I always wanted to be behind one behind the scenes somewhere. But I said, if this is the way to get myself out here, then I'll do that. But I think I'm comfortable with trying to do this another way because listen to my instincts back back to the instincts i shot several videos right shot several videos they were okay they were pretty pretty entertaining they were pretty entertaining right but when i tried to edit the videos there was a sound a sound in all the videos that would have been so distracting that i can't put it out and I tried to, I know my way around software, so I know how to isolate noise. I know how to try to cancel noise, et cetera, et cetera. On the software that I have available to me, I can't isolate and drown. I can't get rid of that noise. So that noise would have been ever present. And we're talking so many videos at this point. And that's when I knew, oh, yeah, yeah, no, nope. Not even going to try. Going to fold these videos in. And going to find a different outlet. A different outlet. So, my YouTube channel isn't on hiatus. I have not closed the book on it forever. I'm just not making videos on it right now. Because when the time is, when the time is right, inspiration hits me. I'll make a video then. But I'm not in a rush. Funny thing is, I actually gain more subscribers when I'm away from my channel than I do when I'm with my channel. And now the fact that they want to add commercials, even when I don't agree to it, and some other things, I'm really not... I'm really not pressed. And I'm not stressed. Um, the people that do follow me and watch my videos in there, they should know me by now and know that I'll make a few more videos here and there. But as far as consistently turning out like a video a day or a couple of videos a week, 10, 12, 15 videos a month, that that time is well over for. And why? Because I don't have that much to say about the things that I cover on that channel. And also, if I just start switching up material in the middle of it, it's going to confuse 
all the past, present, and future people that do come to that channel to see me. But I'm not giving up the channel. I'm just not nearly as active on it as I should be, or as I used to be. But there are some other things I am active on. Some other things that I'm really excited to talk about moving forward. Now here's the thing. I'm not going to talk about them yet. I'm not going to talk about them yet. Because in the past, I talk about the things that I want to do or am in the process of doing. And a lot of times, they end up not happening for whatever reason. So when those things are more solidly in the... Oh yeah, and this is why I say the things that I don't talk about that I haven't talked about that I'm doing, like the big accomplishments that I've had, I've not talked about them and they end up happening. So this is kind of a tricking myself or convincing myself not to do it. But eventually you're going to know about it. Speaking of know about it, we might have one more episode about talking about me. And then after that, I'm going to talk about some really just things that I find interesting outside of me. I'm very tired of talking about me, to be honest with you. I like when I talk. I like I like all the stuff I talk about, but that's why every few episodes, I got to switch it up, even if there's something interesting going on with me or something interesting I'm talking about, because I my brain needs the distraction. My brain needs the refreshment. That's why a lot of times when I drive from point A to point B, I'll, I'll probably take a detour to get to point B. Because I'm like, oh, point B again. I've been here so many times. Yeah, so maybe one more episode talking about myself or, or an aspect of myself or an aspect of something that I see and apply it to myself. After that, there's a couple of really interesting ones I want to get into. I already have them planned. That's how excited I am about them. I've already had them planned. So you know what's funny? Right now, you're listening to outro music, but I can tell you right now, I didn't actually plan for that to be the outro. But then I started listening to myself and I said, well, you're actually kind of leading into the end of the episode. And this is getting on for a little while now, so you might as well go ahead and end the episode because you've said all you need to say in this blurb right here. And maybe, just maybe, if you don't go any further, Next time, you'll have more to talk about. Speaking of more to talk about, if you ever want to bring up a topic yourself that you're like, hey, I wonder what this idiot thinks of this topic, you could always, always, always just tell me. Email it. Name of this podcast at gmail.com, which is an amazing name for an email. And I think you should use it more often. Don't let it be lonely like you let your ex be lonely and that's why they left you because you were not emotionally available the good news is i will always be emotionally available to you until i'm not but i'll never be emotionally abusive probably i probably won't be no i won't be but we are going to go now we're going to go a little later. We're going to talk a little bit more now to bring it in for a landing because you know I love my landings. And thus, we turn the page on yet another chapter of the As Told by Reese podcast, another episode in the books. One for the ages, if I must say so myself. I'm really grateful and happy that you took the time to listen to me, whether this be in my time in your time, sometime way, way, way in the future, that would be pretty cool. 
But you know what's pretty cool? You visiting this corner of the galaxy, the universe even, and spending some time with me. But I think uh, we should spend some time apart. See you back here in a couple of days. You know, just take a right at the that galaxy, left at that galaxy. You you know you know the way. You know the way. And if you get lost, don't worry about it. Because when you get lost, is when you can truly find yourself. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.